English Core Course Hornbill Chapter number 3 Discovering Tooth The saga continues He was just a teenager when he died the last heir of a powerful family that had ruled Egypt and its empire for centuries He was laid to rest laden with gold and eventually forgotten Since the discovery of his tomb in 1922 the modern world has speculated about what happened to him with murder being the most extreme possibility not living his tomb for the first time in almost 80 years tooth has undergone a ct scan that offers new clues about his life and death and provides precise data for an accurate forensic reconstruction of the boyish pharaoh an angry wind stirred up ghostly does devils as king tut was taken from his resting place in the ancient egyptian cemetery known as the valley of the kings Dark bellied clouds had scudded across the desert sky all day and now were wheeling their stars in casket gray. It was 6 p.m. on 5 January 2005. The world's most famous mummy glided headfirst into a city scanner, brought here to probe the lingering medical mysteries of this little understood young ruler. who died more than 3300 years ago all afternoon the usual line of tourists from around the world had descended into the crammed rock cut tomb some 26 feet underground to pay their respects they gazed at the murals on the walls of the burial chamber and peered at tut's gilded face The most striking feature of his mummy-shaped outer coffin lid. Some visitors read from the guidebooks in a whisper. Others stood silently, perhaps pondering Tut's untimely death and his late teens, or wondering with a shiver if the pharaoh's curse, death or misfortune, falling upon those who disturbed him, was really true. The mummy is in very bad condition because of what Carter did in the 1920s. Said Zahi Hawass, Secretary General of Egypt's Supreme Council of Antiquities, as he leaned over the body for a long first look. Carter. Howard Carter, that is was the British archaeologist. who in 1922 discovered Tut's tomb after years of futile searching. Its contents, though hastily ransacked in antiquity, were surprisingly complete. They remain the richest royal collection ever found and have become part of the pharaoh's legend. Stunning artifacts in gold, their eternal brilliance meant to guarantee resurrection. caused a sensation at the time of the discovery 
and he still get the most attention. But Tut was also buried with everyday things he would want in the afterlife. Board games, a bronze razor, lion undergarments, cases of food and wine. After months of carefully recording the pharaoh's funerary treasures, Katra began investigating his three nested coffins. Opening the first, he found a shroud adorned with garlands of willow and olive leaves, wild celery, lotus petals, and cornflowers. The faded evidence of a burial in March or April. When he finally reached the mummy tree, he ran into trouble. The ritual raisins had hardened, cementing Tut to the bottom of his solid gold coffin. No amount of legitimate force could move them. Carter wrote a letter. What was to be done? The sun can beat down like a hammer this far south in Egypt. Nkara tried to use it to loosen the raisins. For several hours, he set the mummy outside in blazing sunshine that heated it to 149 degrees Fahrenheit. Nothing budged. He reported with scientific detachment that the consolidated material had to be chiseled away from beneath the limbs and trunk before it was possible to raise the king's remains. In his defense, Carter really had little choice. If he hadn't cut the mummy free, this most certainly would have circumvented the guards and ripped it apart to remove the gold. In Tut's time, the royals were fabulously wealthy, and they thought or hoped they could take their riches with them. For his journey to the great beyond, King Tut was lavish with glittering goods. Precious scholars, inlaid necklaces and bracelets, rings, amulets, a ceremonial apron, sandals, sheets for his fingers and toes, and the now iconic inner coffin and mask. All of pure gold. To separate Tut from his adornments, Carter's men removed the mummy's head and severed nearly every major joint. Once they had finished, they reassembled the remains on a layer of sand in a wooden box with padding that concealed the damage. The bed where Tut now rests. Archaeology has changed substantially in the intervening decades, focusing less on treasure and more on the fascinating details of life and intriguing mysteries of death. It also uses more sophisticated tools including medical technology. In 1968, more than 40 years after Carter's discovery, an anatomy professor x-rayed the mummy and revealed a startling fact. Beneath the raisin that cakes his chest, his breastbone and front ribs are missing. Today, diagnostic imaging can be done with computer tomography or CT, by which hundreds of X-rays in cross-section are put together like slices of bread. 
to create a three-dimensional virtual body. One more would be a CT scan reveal of tooth than the X-ray. And it couldn't answer two of the biggest questions is still lingering about him. How did he die and how old was he at the time of his death? King Tooth's demise was a big event even by royal standards. He was the last of his family's line and his funeral was a death rattle of a dynasty. But the particulars of his passing away and his aftermath are unclear. Amenhotep III, Tooth's father or grandfather, was a powerful pharaoh who ruled for almost four decades at the height of the 18th dynasty Golagian age. His son Amenhotep IV succeeded him and initiated one of the strangest periods in the history of ancient Egypt. The new pharaoh promoted the worship of the Aten, the sun disk, changed his name to Akhenaten or servant of the Aten and moved the religious capital from the old city of Thebes to the new city of Akhetaten known now as Amarana. He further shocked the country by attacking Amun, a major god smashing his images and closing his temples. It must have been a horrific time, said Ray Johnson, director of the University of Chicago's research center in Luxia. The site of ancient Thebes, the family that had ruled for centuries was coming to an end and then Akhenaten went a little wacky. After Akhenaten's death, a mysterious ruler named Smenkhare appeared briefly and exited with hardly a trace. And then a very young Tutankhaten took the throne. King Tut, as he is widely known today, the boy king soon changed his name to Tutankhamun, living image of Amun and oversaw a restoration of the old ways. He reigned for about nine years and then died unexpectedly. Regardless of his fame and the speculations about his fate, Tooth is one mummy among many in Egypt. How many? No one knows. The Egyptian mummy project which began an inventory in late 2003 has recorded almost 600 so far and is still counting. The next phase is scanning the mummies with a portable city machine donated by the National Geographic Society and Simons, its manufacturer. King Tut is one of the first mummies to be scanned in death as in life moving regally ahead of his countrymen. A city machine scanned the mummy head to toe creating 1700 digital x-ray images in cross-section. Tut's head is scanned in 0.62 mm slices to register its intricate structures, takes on every detail in the resulting image. With Tut's entire body similarly recorded, a team of specialists in radiology, forensics and anatomy began to probe the secrets that the winged goddesses of the gilded burial shrine protected for so long. The night of the scan, workmen carried Tooth from the tomb in his box 
like pole bearers they climbed a ramp and flight of stairs into the swelling sand outside then rose on a hydraulic lift into the trailer that held the scanner 20 minutes later two men emerged sprinted for an office nearby and returned with a pair of white plastic fans the million dollar scanner had quit because of sand in cooler fan course of the ferro jogra gardener risley eventually the substitute fans worked well enough to finish the procedure after checking that no data had been lost the technicians turned to over to the workmen who carried him back to his town less than 3 hours after he was removed from his coffin the pharaoh again rested in peace where the funerary priests had laid them him so long Back in the trailer, a technician pulled up astonishing images of Tut on a computer screen. A gray head took shape from a scattering of pixels, and the technician spun and tilted it in every direction. Neck vertebrae appeared as clearly as in an anatomy class. Other images revealed a hand. Several views of the ribcage and a transection of the skull, but for now the pressure was off. Sitting back in his chair, Zahi Hawass smiled, visibly relieved that nothing had gone seriously wrong. "I didn't sleep last night, not for a second," he said. "I was so worried, but now I think I will go and sleep." By the time we left the trailer, descending metal stairs to the sandy ground, the wind had stopped. The winter air lay cold and still like death itself. in this valley of the departed just above the entrance to tut's tomb stood orion the constellation that the ancient egyptians knew as the soul of osiris the god of the afterlife watching over the boy king